Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play podcast. Today, we're going to be breaking down the NBA as we turn into round two. We still have one round, one game left. We'll get predictions on that. And as always, to break down sports with us, Leo, how are you doing? I'm good, man. We got a game seven tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Your team versus my team, at least we Mm -hmm. went against each other in our picks. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see what happens tonight. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I am too. I'm... I think it's been a pretty good round so far. Uh, Let's do a little recap of what we predicted in round one and how it went. Uh, We both had the Nuggets to win. And after falling down 3-1 and we assumed they were dead, they were not dead. They were alive. They won the series. Uh, That was one of the, and I don't, a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, you know, what a competitive game. That was a bad game. That was a bad fucking game. No game one, sevens are normally ugly. Oh, that was they look shot though. Both teams look dead in the legs. Uh I feel bad that they gotta turn around and they're gonna play on Thursday and the Clippers are gonna molly fucking whop whoever comes out of that. Uh I don't think they've got a chance. The Clippers are gonna get rest. The Nuggets have been playing back to back to back to back. They just looked like they were slow in the legs. I don't know if everyone was playing better defense, but no one was making shots, and that normally means dead legs. And that took everything out of them, and here we go. They're going to start in round one. But I think the only thing we got wrong so far is I clung on to my little baby Sixers, um, and they got flushed away besides that we got every series right coming down to tonight which is rockets okc which is a chance for us to have a little revenge uh we did tell you to put some money on a couple of these teams the first round through um nuggets we we said that they should win at minus 225 for the series uh they did win so if you bet that 225 you won 100 bucks um if you followed us with the clippers and said just take the free money bet 630 bucks to win 100 you would have won that 100 bucks uh the bucks heat we didn't it was there was weight <laughs> there was just no no room for money in that one uh heat pacers was minus 320 so we told you to took that another 100 bucks uh lakers were minus 530 we said that was free money as well guess what it was another 100 bucks so so far right now you'd be up 400 bucks just betting on uh the series outcomes that we've predicted for you which is a pretty good chunk of change uh we still have tonight's where we're split on so there's no money in that depending unless you picked favorites between uh okc and the rockets and that's still going to be a negligible amount uh to take out of the total so out of the first round uh we made everyone 400 bucks if you just followed our followed our advice not bad you can you can go do that and have like four nice incredible meals in a row so uh hopefully you're listening and making some money uh let's turn into round two uh i don't really like this series predictions on any of these i think you can win more money going game by game uh we've already given our prediction that the celtics and raptors we both have the celtics to win this series they are up to nothing that looks pretty good but let's turn our attention to the two other series that we have locked in uh we have bucks and heat leo who's winning you know, I before game one, I had Bucks in six. It's going to be tough for them to win the series in six at this point. You know, they'd really have to get hot. But uh, it, game one looked a little shaky for Milwaukee. Miami looked like they were ready for Milwaukee. You did say that they would be, and, you know, I believed you, but I didn't think that they would take it to the Bucks like they did uh, in the first game. I, I didn't see the series starting that way. Were you surprised, or is that essentially what you saw coming? 
No, that's where I... So, I like the heat. I like their intensity. Um, I like their conditioning. I like their execution. I like their coach. Uh, they really miss some of the... They have Jimmy Butler. They got Dragic. They're really missing a second star that can really put points up. They may have that in BAM, but that might take a little bit. Uh, my problem with the Bucks is I have yet to see them have a killer instinct. Uh, I didn't see it at all during the Magic Series. Not one point in time did they go, we're just going to thump this team into oblivion and move it along. Uh, Vegas kept expecting it, and it never came. Uh, they were also the team that um, kind of led the social charge, where uh, uh, the mini strike, um, which had a great impact on uh, social reforms around America. But I don't know if their heads totally focused on the game. Um, and, and I'm not knocking them for it. I'm just saying that from an outside perspective, that could be a problem. Basketball's tough, and the conditioning you need and the focus you need, really, it's like soccer. you got to be ready to play, and it's going to be a hard fucking 60 minutes. or Not, not quite 60, but I, I haven't seen that out of the Bucks yet. I'm still looking at Giannis only playing 32 minutes a game. I don't understand it. Well, he's your leader. I, I got to be honest, if he doesn't play 38 to 40 minutes this next game, I don't know what's going on over there. What do you think about everyone questioning Giannis's defensive ability? You know, he just won Defensive Player of the Year, and everyone's getting on him for not guarding Jimmy Butler down the stretch. Uh, I think that people have a point. Uh, he needs to he needs to be able to take that main assignment, that number one assignment down the stretch, if they're going to be a championship team. And he didn't look like he was interested in doing that in Game One. But to be fair, uh, he won Defensive Player of the Year off being the best help defender in the league. He protects the rim. Uh, you know, he, he helps Brooke Lopez man the best paint defense in the league. He, he didn't win defensive player of the year off one-on-one -on -one defense. What do you think about the people that say, you know, that maybe he didn't deserve that award? Uh, I think those people don't understand basketball. Um, Ka Kawhi Leonard doesn't win defensive player of the year, although he would be who you would lock down from a perimeter standpoint. Uh the defensive player of the year is uh, the person who has the largest impact on the court. Um, Giannis controls a ton of the lane. He controls a ton with his length. Uh, it's like Rudy Gobert. What do you, you so Rudy Gobert is normally one of the top defensive players of the year. I think he won it like a year ago, um, yeah. two years ago. Uh, so my question to those people is, when is the last time you saw Rudy Gobert guarding um, Kawhi Leonard or uh, Damian Lillard or uh, any of the shooters in the NBA? Just, you know, when? I'm curious. Because they don't. You know what they do? They take away the easy buckets. Uh, this year the Bucks had had given up the least amount of points in the paint over anyone else. Now, they've given up the most threes compared to everyone else, but in the paint, they two points. Uh, those are easy buckets. They took them away. That's what Giannis does. Now, in game one, 100%. Their defensive execution for the Bucks was terrible. Terrible in game one. But it's one game. We're going to condemn the man for one game. I think really it's pent-up frustrations from a lot of people not seeing Giannis come out at all in any of the games and be a dominant force. 
in any of the games in the bubble so far. So I think that that's a little of uh, how people are feeling spilling over into uh, attaching an award to the icon's name. But I just think you need to pay more attention to basketball. I think what really hurt the Bucks is no Bledsoe on defense. Uh, it, although he's not super tall, his he has his wingspan is incredible, and and he's the one that I would expect to be guarding a lot of Jimmy Butler. They didn't have that. Jimmy's going to get Giannis in foul trouble all day. He he's too sleek. He's Jimmy's not a good matchup for Giannis on the offensive side of the board. And look. Jimmy's not a good matchup for Giannis on the offensive side of the board. So uh, you just don't work like that. Giannis's job is to cover the most ground, and there isn't a team in the NBA that wouldn't take him right now on their squad. So if you want to shit on him, I get it. I, it's easy. But I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, no, I don't agree with the people that are saying that he he's an overrated defender. I, I think that that's just not what he does. You know, he... He's not the great defender that he is because he's a lockdown perimeter defender. He's more than that. All of that being said, though, if Jimmy Butler's cooking down the stretch tonight, I would like to see Giannis take a couple possessions and just see what he can do. You know, if he gets cooked or if he, you know, picks up a couple quick fouls, then, you know, to hell with that until game three. But I would like to see him try. Yeah, I my big thing is I think you're going to see that. I I really, I'll tell you this, I don't like Budenholzer. Um, I, I don't like what... Playoff he, Budenholzer is definitely a little suspect. Yeah, I, 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 I got a problem with him. Um, I, I don't think it's just playoff, I, I think in the playoffs is who you are as a coach. Okay, during the regular season, you let talent kind of run it, and you put a couple schemes in, but... He struggled. Now this is two years in a row in a playoff with what most people consider to be the superior team. I, I don't really like the team they put around Giannis first. I don't like the way they use Giannis second. And we saw the Magic just basically put a wall up against Giannis over and over again. And they couldn't get it done. Uh, he couldn't get in there and get the points that he's accustomed to. And that's because in the playoffs, people play defense. They don't in the regular season. And I don't know if they know how to switch over. I think we saw the Bucks get eliminated in... Did they, did they get eliminated in, in round two last year as well? Was it uh, Toronto or was it Toronto Bucks was the finals? No, um, Toronto and the Bucks was the finals. So, you know, I don't know. I think that they've come up short a couple years now. And if they continue to play like this, they're going to fall short again. Uh, I do expect a bounce back game tonight, though. Uh, they, they just have a ton of talent, and and the Heat still got a career game out of Jimmy Butler to turn it around. So I think the downfall of Giannis, or at least the perceived downfall of Giannis, is a little overblown. Because against the Magic, he didn't put on any performances that made you go wow and you know pick up your phone and start tweeting about it. But he still averaged thirty one point sixteen rebounds for that series. Like that, that is those are big numbers. It might not have been the prettiest 31 and 16, but it's still 31 and 16. Yeah. I uh, know it, it, it is, but okay, you lose by what? Nine points. So the easy math is you go, well, Giannis, you know, you get 31. That's great. Uh, you lost by 10. You know, like there, 
Yeah, I haven't seen the moment out of Giannis where he goes, okay, this game's mine, and that's the end of it. We've seen it. We've seen a couple stars go back and forth toe-to-toe uh, over the course of this postseason. Uh, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell did it for the whole series. Utah and Kawhi did it back and forth for a few games. We're seeing CP3 do it, and unfortunately we're not seeing Harden or Russ step up into that challenge mode, which is who they are. Um we, we, you know, we, Ooh, we, we, a little shot at them real quick. I think I've been pretty clear with my stance on those two. Uh, we go back and forth on Harden all the time. They're um, going to win game seven tonight. They could, but I, I don't count on cowards to win game sevens. So, you know, with the game on the line, you're not going to shoot the ball. You're a coward. Uh, are just, you bet? Are you betting OKC tonight? Yeah, OKC is that... getting five and a half points. I'm, I'm loving OKC with five and a half points. I just am like. Uh, could they blow them out? Yeah, they could. Like they, Houston. The thing is, Houston has the upside talent here. Letting Russ take all those shots at the end of the game six, and Harden doesn't touch the ball for minutes and minutes and minutes. Get out of here! Like, get the fuck out of here! Did you just toy with uh, letting Russ be Russ? I got news for you. OKC, who you're playing, will tell you what it's like when Russ bees Russ is being Russ. You lose. You lose. You lost last game. If you let that happen again, you're going to face a first-round bump. And they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. There's no excuse to lose to this OKC team. There's no real reason this is called seven. Except you lack people to execute this your, your game plan. Um, and, and we've seen that. Every time that Houston goes up, OKC comes back. Oh, Houston's up 12. Okay, give it a quarter. Up, oh, tie game in half. Yeah, no shit. Uh, the mentally tough team survives. So I, you know, I, I I really like I like OKC plus the points. Um, it's a game seven. We normally see things tighten up in game sevens. I'll take I would the, take the under. Oh, I, a rule of thumb for me personally is if it's game seven, I'm taking the under because you know guys get nervous, guys tighten up. You know, game seven is a serious game. I, I always take the under, and I feel like the under hits more often than not. If you would have taken the under in Game 7 last night with Denver and, and Utah, you would have hit it by a mile. Yep. And a 217 tonight means if the score is 110-106, you're good. So, uh, I, I like the under as well. I like the under as well. I like OKC. You might, I might be able to tease the, both of them, get OKC plus like 9.5 and, and then uh, under 120. Um, I might take a look at that. So... We're not really sure where that direction's going to go. Uh, you're, you're, oh, I'm sure. You're Houston's sure. Houston's okay. winning in a blowout tonight. Really? All right. Well, take that 21 plus. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot <laughs> no, of money no, in no. there. I don't. I don't feel that good. Yeah. No. no. If I if I'm being serious, I have Houston winning tonight. I think it's going to be a close one. If if OKC's getting five and a half, that might be the safe bet. But you know, Houston money line is is what I'm looking at. Yeah. I, I look. I. I thought this series was over a couple games ago, to be honest. Uh, I don't know how OKC... I feel like I I turn away from the game when Houston goes up by like 15, 16 points, and I feel like they've done that in every game. And I go, okay, that's great. You know, that's that's uh, you know that's the end of the ball game. And I turn back in, I look at my phone, look at my FanDuel, you know, check in on my bet, and the game's back to being tied. And I'm like, how did that... You know, what happened here? How did that happen? It's just those threes, you know, they live and die by it. So when they're going in, they might take that big lead and then they go cold and, you know, the lead vanishes. Yeah, I mean, what is it? 
They've they've won a game by 34 points. <laughs> like uh, you know, Houston has this ability to just nuke the the rocket, uh, the the thunder. I just you don't see it as much as you really should, and I think that's a I think that's the biggest problem with Houston is I get living and dying by the threes, but you know you're playing a game of odds then, and you're really taking it out of your players' hands. You you know that's that's just what you're getting. So right, we'll they're, they're playing the money ball strategy. Yeah, yeah I watched money ball over the weekend. I got bored and decided to throw it on. And while I'm watching it, I go, "Yes, this is the Rockets." Yes, <laughs> yes, this is the Rockets. They just took data and said, mm, "The data says we need to play like this." And yep. that's yeah, they've they've made something out of nothing with that strategy. Oh, 100%. Um, I read that book, Moneyball, uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, it's a really good book. It, I, I actually haven't seen the movie. I'm sure it was a decent ad- adaptation. Um, I, my biggest problem uh, is that more teams, somehow this is a book that highlights something that happened in a sports damn near 15 years ago, and we still have teams that don't believe in it when you watch I mean, right now, just to give everyone an idea, the Oakland Athletics make no money, have never had any money, yet basically put out their blueprint on how they have a winning team every year. Um, And another team that does that's the Tampa Bay Rays, which is why I like them to win the World Series, not to detour too much. But right now, Oakland in baseball has 22 wins and 12 losses. Okay, There's only one team, one team with a better record than them. It's the fucking Tampa Bay Rays at 25 and 12. They're both money, but the Rays adopted the money ball strategy almost as soon as it came out. And yet you have every other team in baseball with payrolls, without payrolls, that cannot figure it out. When a team literally put their blueprint on paper 15 years ago, Oakland leading the division, leading a division of Houston, the Angels, Texans, Seattle, and uh, Oakland is twelve and uh, twenty-two and twelve, and the Rays are twenty-five and twelve. I just, you know, I understand why Houston does it, <laughs> but it's like I don't understand why more teams can't believe in something they watch with their eyes. But I'll tell you one thing: as soon as Houston can find the big man who can play low post D and shoot the three, it, things might get scary over there. If you know, if. Well, yeah, that, that's true. If, but if they can find a way, I would love them. So, let's let's transition. Let's run through the last of these uh, um, playoff rounds. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't write it down. Who did you have? Uh, Bucks or Heat? I have the Bucks in seven. Bucks in seven. I'm going to take the Heat to be contrarian. Uh, Clippers Nuggets. Uh, definitely Clippers. Uh, that one probably only goes five, but I'll be respectful of Jamal Murray, a.k.a. the new Michael Jordan, and say <laughs> yeah. six. The new Michael Jordan. Uh, that's fun. It's fun to talk about. I'm going Clippers in a in a four. Four? You don't even give Jamal Jordan one game? No. No chance. Uh, okay. The Clippers are better top to bottom. Wait, when Jamal Murray has Patrick Beverly just draped over him the entire game. And look, I'm not saying Pat Beverly is a lockdown defender. He is not. A lot of people have put up great and career games against him. But he is relentless. And it's nagging. 
He's a nagging, relentless defender. I don't know how the Nuggets are going to deal with that kind of adversity. So um, I, I, I just think they look tired to me. Uh, this Clippers team seemed to have rounded into who they needed to be. They uh, Luca hit that game winner, and then they were like, okay, that was very cute. It was very cute. We're not going to deal with that anymore. Uh, I think Clippers win in five, max four, most likely. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Regardless, I, the Clippers are going to be in the conference finals. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they made quick work of Denver. Uh, that's the way I think. We can't quite give the Lakers series yet, but um, I don't care who comes out of that. I'm going to go Lakers in uh, five. Uh, for me, it depends. If it's Oklahoma City, I think the Lakers take it in five games. If it's um, if it's Houston, then I think it may be six. Six. Uh, I do think Houston could give them some trouble because the Lakers just don't have the perimeter defense to deal with their two guards. So I I really just don't even know who's going to guard AD from Houston. If you put a who in the shit, you're going to put PJ Tucker on AD. <laughs> They're going to try, and AD's going to score a lot of points. Yeah, AD's going to have a 40 minimum of game. Like, that's another thing that these teams have is they can. We ha- I don't think we've seen the top end of the clip. We saw the top end of the Clippers briefly. We saw the top end of the Lakers briefly. We haven't seen them have to pour it on a team. So they both have the capability. Uh, I like both of them to wrap it up. All right. Uh, tonight we got two games. We're going the opposite way on them. Uh, I'm. I'm. Gonna... Yeah, we got bragging rights tonight. One of us is going to be perfect for the first round. I know. Well, no, I lost the Sixers. So, oh, I see what you're doing. You think you're going to be perfect? You ain't going to do shit. You're going <laughs> to fucking. You're going. You're going to take a fat L like I took one, and we're going to go seven and one on our predictions, and that's just how it's going to go. Which come you know, on, Houston, keep me perfect. I know. You you got a chance here to make that run. I'm going to lose both of my little babies. Um. Although I abandoned the 76ers, I left them on the uh, on the doorstep of a neighbor's house. I'm done with that with that baby. I've moved. I've moved. I'm still on OKC, but I've moved over to the Celtics. I also like the Heat. It's kind of fun just not having a team, and I'm like, oh, I like this team now. So I'm just going to bandwagon the shit out of teams that aren't. Like, I'm not... I, That's I what I do when I watch the East. Yeah. You know, when I watch the East, I'm like, ooh, I like these guys. I'll yeah. cheer for you. Oh, no, no, I like these guys now. I'm going to cheer for them. But in the West, you know. Right now, my teams are the Celtics and the Heat in the East. It's more this. I realize the reason why I like the 76ers is I fucking love Jimmy Butler. So uh, I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. I like what the Celtics are doing. I like Brad Stevens. I like Jimmy Butler. And I like the OKC front office. That's where I'm at. If I could combine them, I'd have a perfect team. I'd have a team I could commit to. I'll never get that. So... Now I just have to deal with liking a, a couple like different pieces. I feel like you can pieces. have one East and one West team. Yeah. As long as they're not in the same conference, I feel like it's legal. But you got to like one over the other because if they play each other, you got to pick one. If they both play, if the Celtics and Heat play each other, I'll be going Celtics the whole way. Um, I love Brad Stevens, and uh, it helps my Kyrie Irving narrative, which I owe a level of apology to his outcome. Um I do not owe any type of apology to Kyrie Irving and how he is as a teammate. I'm sorry. I, he dismantled <laughs> that team last year. He dismantled that team. 
Uh, I love him a little more for doing that last year. Yeah, I I like what he, you know, they were without last year in Boston rather. Right, they're without Hayward. That's another thing of this Raptors series. No one's even mentioning, by the way. They're up two nothing. They're without Hayward and uh, zero peeps about them beating up on the Raptors without Hayward. You're without a starter, and they're just whipping them. So. You know, for all the, oh, you know. You know, I almost like the Celtics more without Hayward because it puts more responsibility on Brown and Tatum, and they respond to that. You know, you would think that losing Hayward would be bad, and I guess in the grand scheme of things, they would rather have him. But I like that more responsibility, more playmaking responsibility is put on Tatum when when Gordon Hayward's not out there. I like that because he he needs those reps if he's going to develop into being that guy. Which it looks like, you know, he's become. Uh, I like it. I like putting more playmaking on his plate. I think you need to put it on the young stars to pick up the mantle when the pieces are, when it, when, when things are low. And I think we've seen that. Uh, last night we saw Marcus Smart step up. They have a good team. They have a deep fucking team. I mean, Brown, Tatum, Smart, Kemba. Okay? And and they got, what, Tice in the middle? Uh, it, this is a good team, man. They've got four good, good players. Uh, you know, their center position is a little, you know, a little lackluster, but, you know, that's the way it is. So, all right, we're going to wrap up with this NBA talk. Uh, we are going to be back next week with additional NBA. And by then, we could have a clear idea of what the finals are going to look like for both sides. Uh, we will be dropping our NFL pod tomorrow, which is going to break down all of my season-long bets, who I like, money, who I money, don't money. like. Look, that's where, that's where I like to hit it. Um, I don't have as many sleepers as I normally do. I just don't see it. And I think uh, a big part of things is changing your mind in the face of data. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, Remember to rate, subscribe, review. Give us a listen. Give us feedback. You can find me, Pick and Play 37. You can find Leo, Pick and Scroll. And we appreciate everyone for tuning in. Stay safe. And we will hit you all up next week. Peace.